Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome everybody to the Animation Station Podcast. My name is Josh and it is the month of May, so that means it's time for our anime in the month of May. So this year, we decided to do something a little bit different. Instead of just doing our regular anime like we normally do, we decided to do something a little special. So we decided to pick a certain topic and stick with that the entire go-through. And the one thing that really kind of got us into Toonami here on... uh, Into anime here on the ASP was Toonami. And I spoiled it. Oh well. <laughs> um, so to uh, so the month of May this year, we are going to be doing Toonam May. And joining me for the first episode, I have my good friend and yours, Brittany DeCosmo from Hilt Radio. How you doing, Brittany? Oh, Brit- Brittany's. I'm I'm doing well. I mean, it's it's uh, oh, it, it's sorry. been it's... allergy season here, so my voice is a little deeper than normal. But I mean, I'm I'm doing well. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot it was it's Liam, not Brittany. <laughs> I got I could I couldn't book Brittany guys. I'm sorry. I know you love her. Uh so I got the next best thing. I couldn't even get Remy. But I got Liam. Liam Dude, they cost they cost money. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm free bait. So for me it's I'm the easy one to pull onto a podcast. But for those ones you gotta go through a booking agent. I know. It's so hard. But no, we got Liam. How's it going, man? <laughs> it's going well. It's going well. No, I figure it probably makes more sense to have the person that has seen uh you know, uh, actual anime on Trigun, as opposed to uh, my wife, who I don't even think she was born by the time Toonami was out on Adult Swim. So, yeah, <laughs> it's probably you probably picked the right half of the duo, or I guess one third of the trio. Uh, maybe. I mean, that, <laughs> they came, I don't think Brittany's that young. No, no, but she. I want to say for. Um, for Trigon, I want to say like the first time she ever watched it was after we had already been. I think we were already married by the time I finally got her to sit down and watch, um, you know, the the series from start to finish, and then eventually get her to watch Badland Rumble, Badlands Rumble. But yeah, I mean, for me, the, this was this was the topic. This honestly was it's still my all time favorite anime. So this is the one I was the most excited to talk about. Perfect, because I I mean I know you wanted to come on uh, Tenchi Muyo, but you know. You know, and it's tough because with Tenchi Muyo, I was super into that one. Uh, God, I had to have been like end of middle school, maybe. But it was, uh, it got so convoluted and so hard to keep up on that really the last thing that I really remember, legitimately remember sitting down and watching was Tenchi Muyo in Love, the movie. And that was, oh, yeah. that was well, the last that was one. That the one with his mom, right? Yeah, well, that uh, and yeah. like, there's a werewolf attacking them on top of the Eiffel yep. Tower. Like that—that's the last one I legitimately remember watching and being like, "This is way darker than the TV show." Uh, but but I I enjoyed it. It's just with that one with like Naruto. There's just certain anime that they go too many episodes and it, they completely lose me. A lot of the ones that are kind of the um, the, the finite series like Trigun, like Cowboy Bebop, like Full Metal Alchemist. Those are the ones that I, I really thoroughly enjoy because I know there's a concrete beginning and a concrete end, and that's it. Yeah. And and they don't do a thing like the, the my one of my problems with Tenchi is there's like thirty different series and they really don't follow each other. Cause like you they don't the, connect. No nope. exactly because like you have like Tenchi Universe and it's like Ryoga was a space pirate and she's being uh followed by Mihoshi the entire time and like there's this whole bit that goes on and then there's 
like the OVA series, which I think came first. Yeah. And that's where like Ryoko was like a demon that was sealed away a long, long time ago. <laughs> and you're like, wait, I'm sorry. What happened? And they're like, oh, how about Tenchi in Tokyo? Let's have Tenchi go to college and just say, screw everybody else over here. Let them do their own adventures. And he's going to go shack up with this one chick. And you're, wait, I'm just like, hold on. I'm so confused about what's going on right now. Yeah, and it's and it's not that the characters aren't enjoyable in the like the alternate iterations of them, but it's just it you like I said, you start to kind of lose that focus. Oh, another one I just thought of FLCL. That's probably one of my favorites because you're like, oh, it's six episodes. It's six episodes. <laughs> yeah, good old fully coolie. This is perfect. I'll watch this one forever because it's a you know space pirate on a Vespa with a Rickenbacker bass guitar. Yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm in. You sold me. Yep, and we have a Star Trek Voyager reference in that, so I'm I know you definitely were a fan of that. I probably didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, nope, it's totally fine. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, so thanks for coming on and talking Tinchy. So uh, sure. So Liam, where can everybody find? <laughs> yeah, well, and it's we're been, done. It's um, been a lot of fun. We'll see ya. All right, bye everybody. Thanks for this seven minute episode. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, this is uh, going back to our main topic. Uh, this is episode 155 of the Animation Station. Um, it is brought to you by our good friends over at Funimation. If you want two weeks of free anime, all you have to do is go to the show notes, click on the link in the description, and you get two free weeks of anime uh, on Funimation and on the ASP. So you get to get free anime and you support the show. It's a win-win for everybody. This episode of the ASP is also brought to you by our newest sponsor, Otaku Box. Um, Otaku Box is anime loot chosen by subscribers. So every month, uh, you basically get to vote on what goes in your box. Uh, so you can get anime figures. You get an anime figure in every box. You get a t-shirt, wall scrolls, and three or more awesome anime items. They also have a hente option available for our more... Um, you know seasoned veterans exactly our, <laughs> our seasoned veterans uh, so you get a uh, hentai option with exclusive art um and our wonderful friends at uh, taco box are giving everybody ten dollars off their first two boxes by using the code asp10 at checkout so go to otakubox.com or again click the link in the description get yourself some awesome anime swag so Liam, I know you're definitely gonna, you know, sign up for that hentai box. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, that's definitely right up my alley. I mean, yeah, you you've you've got a little one on the way, so I mean, why not? Right. I mean, it's we never it's never too early to get them hooked. That's true, because because we know the the only time I'm getting any action is when I'm knocking up my wife. Other otherwise, it's you know, my my man parts are just for show, and even yes. even at that point, it's not a very good show. And speaking of not very good shit, no, I'm just kidding. Welcome uh, to the Animation Station Podcast. Hey! Uh, no. Uh, so, uh, Liam, we've been kind of talking in text, but uh, so in the news section, let's kind of talk about the Cowboy Bebop movie. Perfect. I'm sorry. It's not the movie anymore. It's a it's a series now for Netflix. Yes, which honestly, okay. So when it was still underneath the idea that it was going to be a film and... Um, wasn't wasn't Keanu Reeves linked oh, to it at some point that they were like, oh, he'll yes. be Spike Spiegel. And then like, I don't remember if he was for that one or they were going to do Akira and he was going to be oh, Canada. No, he was, was going to be he was going to be Spike. He was going to be Spike. It, OK, it, it was one of those where he 
wanted to be Spike, like, actively. But can we can we understand that sometimes when actors really want to play a particular role, that doesn't mean that they're a good fit, i.e. Nicolas Cage for Ghost Rider. Just because you're a super big fan of certain, char- certain characters doesn't mean that you need to be cast a role. I love Gambit. Hell, I named our, my son Remy because I'm such a good fan, a big fan of Gambit, but that does not mean I should ever 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 play him in a film even an animated film as the voice actor because one i don't do a good cajun accent at two i'm i'm a terrible person so i'd much rather have somebody that can one do the accent and two people actually enjoy so i don't know for, for that one it was i appreciated his passion if he wanted to be part of the project as like an executive producer or something that's totally fine finance the the, the film or the series or whatever but that was about all of the involvement i was really hoping for um for him once they once they migrated that from standalone film to netflix series oh man best best decision they could have made for cowboy bebop for uh, adapting it for live action and then let's get into the cast man because each each person that they've cast has been has just elevated my excitement levels for this yes like like when they announced uh because it was weird, because, like, they announced, like, they uh, already had pretty much everybody else, and then they announced John Cho. Yes. And it was like, oh, I get, like, it was one of those ones where, like, everybody else had fallen under the radar. Right, or right. maybe they just hadn't, like, fully, they had announced it somewhere, but, like, nobody picked up on it until they were like, oh, yeah, John Cho is Spike. And then they're like, oh, here's everybody else. And you're like, oh, Jeebus Krispies. And it's, and it's crazy, because you think about when, as soon as you heard that casting announcement, you were on board. You were like, yeah, of course, John Cho. Like, I mean, the, the white journey to white castle or white burger, whatever the, 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 the little good comedy, burger. good. Bur- it was, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. Good burger. Yeah. Him and Keenan, you know, it's great. But the white castle, uh, movies, they were like funny, but not, I, I, I don't know. They weren't really my style of comedy, but I still enjoyed him in the film when they yeah. cast him, uh, as Sulu. In the in the Star Trek films, I loved him when he does the when he does the sword fight on top of the the floating generator thing or whatever. Sword fight, yeah. Yeah. I was amazed what 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 an action star he could easily be. So being cast as Spike Spiegel, who as we all know is a martial arts you know genius, this was perfect. I could not have I could not have been more excited about this casting. And I think that he will absolutely dive deep into like the Jeet Kune Do style of martial arts that is indicative of the character. Yeah, that that's the only issue that I've 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 seen on some outlets is they've never seen him really do a lot of action, and that's the thing because like Spike is is action. Oh, hundred percent. That's, that, that's that's some of the issue that they've had because like nobody has seen him do anything outside of the little bit of stuff that he does in Star Trek. Like he doesn't do anything else. He's he's not done anything else. I mean, there's been some stuff where he's like had a gun and he's been you know shooting a gun and stuff like that. But I mean, right. there's been no martial arts with him. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how they how they play that and how he how he goes. I would love for them to release some sort of like teaser trailer or something just so they can kind of shut people up when they're like pop pop pop. Yeah, um, yeah. But I also kind of hope they don't do what they did with Iron Fist. Oh right, you know, right, where right. It's just like cut, 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 cut. Well, and but that was the thing is they learned their lesson from the first season of Iron Fist, and then the second one they very much kept away from the let's you know uh, let's constantly cut away so you don't realize that it's a stunt double doing all of the 
the martial arts work. I mean, he dove deep into trying to get cross-trained so that he could do his own stunts. And it was very noticeable in the second season that he had put in the work. So, I mean, it still wasn't perfect, but it was 10 times better than the first one. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I didn't, I didn't watch, I didn't finish season one. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think a lot of people did. I got to like the maybe like the second to last episode and I stopped. Oh wow, you were so close. I was so close, but then I just got so bored. <laughs> right. So so with with John Cho, John Cho as Spike Spiegel, I mean that's that's phenomenal. The fact that uh, uh, Shinichiro Watanabe, which was the director of the original anime, is actually serving as a consultant yeah. on the new series, like that that to me that's perfect. That means you have his vision, his input to really make sure that the ship is being steered in the right direction. Uh, Mustafa Shakir, who has joined on as Jet Black, was absolutely phenomenal in Luke Cage. Uh, the biggest complaint that I got from most people were that his Jamaican accent, not that it wasn't accurate, but that it was hard to understand. So for the second season of Luke Cage, that was that was people's main complaint. But like his physical presence was dominating. His martial arts were phenomenal. Uh, you know, just as as a presence in the in the show he he definitely made made himself known from the the first episode that he appeared in so i was actually really excited about that and because he's not a uh, a super well-known actor i think it'll be easy for people to identify him as this character as jet black and you don't have yeah. a lot of other parts that he's played that 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 you you're always comparing him to that. Like if it had been Keanu Reeves as Spike, we'd always been like, oh, it's Neo. Neo, it's Neo. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think the, or John Wick in this. Oh, I mean, yeah. Nowadays. Yeah. At this time, time, you know, yeah, this year. But I like that. What about you? I had you seen that second season of Luke Cage or no? I've not seen any seasons of Luke Cage. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, now I got a question. So you said that people didn't like his Jamaican accent. Is 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 he from Jamaica? Is it his actual accent? No. Or is he putting on an accent for that character? If, if I remember correctly, and I'll look that up right now, I believe he's British. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so let me actually look that up. Would you would you like to hear him do more of like kind of go into like the Bo Billingsley type of accent, or would you prefer him see I think it would kind of be cool to make him like give him like have him do his regular accent right like if he has a british accent like let him do his british accent just let him talk normal oh no he's american okay so it says oh, that okay. he is an american actor and rap and rapper best known for his portrayal of bushmaster in marvel's luke cage um so yeah i mean he's an american i'm fine with him just kind of doing his own voice you know like if he just kind of does his own i don't want him to try to emulate what we heard in the anime series kind of same thing with john cho i just want him to yeah i, I don't want him to try and be steve bloom i want him to give it his own yeah like let him be let him create his version of the character because even even if you're not super dialed into what he does you can always go back and watch the anime series to get the the version that you prefer but i i i would like these actors to to really create their version of what the character should be and i think that mustafa will do perfectly with jet black uh, if anything i almost want him to be a little bit more like grumpy <laughs> you know what i mean but yeah jet uh yeah jet was he was he was grumpy at times but he was very much like a mom yeah you know what i mean but i almost want but i want i kind of want jet instead of feeling like he's just babysitting spike i want him to feel more like a partner like an actual partner as opposed to just the doting grandma that's sitting on the ship going oh you're being crazy you better tone it down like i want him to kind of be in the thick of things with spike yeah i yeah i i, I would like to see that as well because i mean 
yeah, it's like Jet. Jet I like Jet in in the anime, but at the same time, I'm like, well, if Jet wasn't in the anime, he would be fine. You know? Yeah, yeah. The the so after after um, Mustafa is Jet Black, we've got Daniela Pineda, who most people I think would know her from Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. She doesn't have a very large part, if I remember correctly. She's just one of. She's like the. Yeah, she's she's like one the of ba- the uh, like the uh, babysitter like or scientist person that's part of the the development team. Well, no, in in Fallen Kingdom, she is she's part of like the the group that goes with uh, uh what's her face's character. Oh, with uh, um Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, she's part of like her like free the dinosaur initiative type of thing. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That yeah, that's what she is, and she kind of like just kind of goes and is like on the island and is like oh dinosaurs are cool i've never thought i'd get to see one like up close and that was basically all she did oh wow see and that and you're like oh cool thanks that's what kind of bummed me out too is because like when i saw her i was like oh she looks super familiar and then i was like oh she was in fallen kingdom and i I could not for the life of me remember exactly what her role was so i was like oh that sucks that she didn't make more of an impression but with that movie it's hard when it's a bunch of CGI dinosaurs, right? Like to yeah, and, to stand and the out. main ones that they're you know focusing on are Bryce Dallas, Dallas and Howard, Chris and Pratt, Chris Pine. So Chris Chris Pot. Yeah, no, Chris Pine. Yeah. yeah, it was weird that they kept cutting. Yeah, it was good. And he was just like, I'm not in the movie. Super dis- super weird decisions in that in that sequel. But hey, you know, you do you, boo boo. But um, the the thing is though, there have been pictures of her that look exactly like Faye Valentine. So I actually think that's a really good casting choice. But I worry that it may be too on the nose and then at that point like you don't feel like there's any almost make it almost where it looks like cosplay yeah kind of and you don't feel like there's any separation from like her portrayal and just oh this is what Faye would look like if she was an actual human like actual live action as as long as they don't give her like that stupid outfit i think she'll be okay i i would think in today's don't if they don't give her that out because i mean yeah there's no way that any like real actress would want to wear that. well but remember freaking um oh what's her name olivia munn pretty much wore psylocke's costume in x-men apocalypse and that one didn't translate well to live action not that she didn't look good but it's just like that's not an outfit i really want anybody to be wearing in a superhero exactly. movie and like and like and i've been to anime cons and i've seen you know very attractive ladies dressed up like Faye, but and you look at it you're just like that looks so cartoonish. Like yeah. it doesn't look like well, it, it doesn't look real. Well, that and it just looks uncomfortable. Like I don't, I couldn't oh, see yeah. somebody wearing that and being like, "Now nah, I'm gonna go fight." You know, like it's it's anytime you see a, a action movie and the girl is kicking butt in heels, I'm like, "Hey, I'm super excited that you can do that." But the practicality of it is, uh, you would never want to wear those shoes. Like it just so doesn't like, make so sense. So like when when Bryce Dallas Howard, you know, runs outpaces outpaces a, a T Rex. My goodness, yeah. I mean, like like we said, interesting choices. You know, keep cutting away to Chris Pine. I guess you know you do what you think was right for the movie. But yeah, exactly. But visually, like like just her as a person, she looked very much like Faye. So I think that like. If you're trying to get attract the crowd in that manner, I think that was a good casting choice. I just wish I was yeah. more familiar with her work so I could kind of weigh in on if I think that she would be a good fit um, uh, acting wise. But visually, well, she in, looks it. She's in one of those like vampire shows. What? Right? What if? Like, I don't. It also says she's in something called What If. I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, but I, I I know she's in one of those those vampire shows. I don't know which one, but like. One of those 100,000 vampire shows. <laughs> vampire Diaries? 
Is that it? Yeah, or? yeah. She was uh, so she was cast as the witch Sophie for season four, episode twenty of the CW's hit series, The Vampire Diaries. Oh, she was just like one episode. Yeah, that's cool. And then yeah, that's kind of like the main stuff that I've really seen for her, or that I'm like I'm looking yeah, on Wikipedia. That's, that's the main stuff. So, um, yeah, but. So uh, after her, the last main cast, well, second to last, I should say, is Alex Hassel, who was from Suburbicon, the Red Sea Diving Resort, and he's actually playing Vicious. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of intrigued that they're going to bring Vicious in so early. Yeah, like I didn't think that they were going to, you know, go Vicious super soon. I thought that was going to be a, you know, we're going to save Vicious for maybe like the last episode. And that way you can kind of introduce him, like, if you want to do a season two. I, I, my guess would be that they're going to use him sparingly, I guess, would be this kind way. Like, kind of like how they did with Kingpin? Yeah. In, well, to some degree. In Iron Man, or whatever whatever that show was called? Daredevil? That's it. Yeah, no. It, well, in Daredevil, he was the main villain in the first season. And then second season, they used him kind of sparingly and then brought him back heavy for the third season. I could actually see them, see them using Vicious as, like, uh, flashbacks. Like, hey, this is how Spike... And his former partner used to be, and you know he kind of has those flashback experiences. You end the season with like a cliffhanger that they meet up or run into each other, or you just cut away to Vicious being like, "Okay, now I'm going to go get Spike" or something like that, and that leads you into the second season where you know it's going to be a little bit more all-out war, or maybe you go right into the thick of it because who's to say they sign it up for a second season? So it's like, well, if this is all we get. Let's put Vicious in there, and then you know we'll worry about the second season if we get it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can I can see that, but I mean I can see them, you know, putting more eggs in this basket than with Death Note. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So, oh Lord, Death Note. Um, <laughs> I may or may not I may or may not have watched that again. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. And and not liked it the second time. Right. Yeah, that was a... But we have one more cast. One more casting mention that happened earlier last week. Yeah, so with this one, this one was a little bit um, interesting because for a lot of people, I think we just assumed they were going to go with a Corgi, right? Like, that's what we were used to from the anime series. It makes sense. Corgis are are adorable. You know, there was really no reason not to go that route. Uh, But they actually ended up going with a Husky. And it's and it's a female husky as well. So this was and her name is Bella. Bella. So I'm I'm not I don't know I'm not like crushed by this. I mean I def I'm a big fan of corgis. I mean my my dog is a is a corgi mix. So I would have loved to see that Pembroke corgi, Same. but it's not it's not a must have for me. And the, the the huskies are beautiful dogs as well. And this one actually looks kind of like a husky Shiba Inu mix. Exactly. Yeah. She she's not, she's definitely not pure. Siberian husky. No, no. But she's but she's still a beautiful dog. She has the brown um highlights with the white underbelly. So color like the coloration makes sense. And honestly, like if if you're gonna do a live action, you probably need a dog that's a little bit bigger. Corgis are are small. Like they're are they're, very small. they're twenty to thirty pounds, depending on if they're male or female. Uh, and that's the, like presence wise and height wise. It's just you're gonna have to do a lot of wide shots to be able to get them in frame, or you're gonna have to have your characters constantly sitting. Exactly, or you know they're gonna have to be down a lot. Yeah, whereas with yeah, they're knocked down on their butts 
for a majority of the of the of the show. So I think with this one, you've got a dog that's a you know sixty pound dog about waist high. It just uh, visually it will make more sense. So as much as I would have liked to have seen them keep it true to form, this one um, I'm not heartbroken over. Same. Um, now the last main character that we're really looking for is Ed. So I'm kind of interested in what they're going to do with Ed. So do you do you feel like Ed is a necessity from the start? Or do you feel like that's a character that could be introduced a little bit later on? Honestly, okay. So I've said this to a couple friends, and they scoffed at me. <laughs> but I honestly don't feel that you need Ed at all. Yeah. And it's not, like, it's not honestly, that I don't like, like the character. It's just he slash she. I know they kind of signify that she's a girl closer to the end but she's not an integral character to the way the story no. progresses this is she very is much spike story exactly and like the only reason ein is there is because you know they stole ein and right like we're just not gonna eat the dog even though spike wants to um because they're like oh we could have meat with our meat and our our, our yeah uh pe- peppers and beef but there's no beef, peppers and beef. <laughs> yeah uh so like that I, you know, Ayn actually kind of plays a little bit of a purpose, yeah. but I mean, Ed, not really, because really anybody could do Ed's job. Like, if you want to give Jet a little bit something more to do than be overly motherly and, you know, be on the ship. Have him be the tech guy. Jet like the hacker, too. Yeah. Which honestly would be kind of cool. Like, it would be nice to have that that dynamic. I really think it is just if you feel that adding the, well, technically fifth character really does help round out the team or if you're really just looking to appease fans then yeah you include you include uh, uh ed in into the the casting but right now i just don't think it's um it, i don't think it it carries the same weight that the other characters yeah. do cuz or if you make or if you make ed just like a straight up hacker who's like hacked into the ai of the ship yeah and so like you never like really see ed Ed's just kind of like pops on screens like a couple times. Like, do you watch Ghost in the Shell? Yeah, yeah. Like the standalone complex? Yeah. Kind of like the Laughing Man. So it would be like one of Ed's little like faces or whatever. Well, yeah. Like just kind of like popping up where Ed's face needed to pop up. Well, you think you think about the positive reception. I know you're not a big Marvel fan, but you think of like Jarvis as the onboard AI for, yeah, for could, yeah, Iron yeah. Man. Like that, you never needed to see Jarvis's face to still feel that Jarvis was a character. So I think that Ed could very much be like the onboard AI, and you may not even need to see the face. You just hear that Ed is the voice of the Bebop, which I think would be kind of dope. Yeah, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't think fans would go that far. I mean, fans are already like, I'm not going to see this because the dog is in a court. Uh, uh, It bothers me because it's like, do you like Cowboy Bebop? Then give it a chance. Just watch it. And if you don't like it, don't watch it again. (laughs) Like, it's not that hard. Exactly. It's like all you have to do is give it one episode. Just just give it one episode, and then if you don't like the episode, then there you go. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, usually you should give it two. Well, I, I, honestly, but. like I, wa- I know you didn't, but I watched all of Iron Fist, and I mean, it was a little bit of a struggle to get through. It got better as it went along, but nowhere near as much as the other series. But that is, I don't know. That's well, yeah. My thing though is like you were like the the reason I didn't continue is I wasn't invested. Yeah, but you I was had invested. already watched what. Uh, Luke Cage, two seasons of Daredevil and Jessica Jones exactly. by the time Iron Fist came out. Yeah. So you were already interested in that universe. And I, you know, watched like two episodes of Daredevil, no episodes of anything else, and then went into Iron Fist because I was like, oh, I like Danny Rand's character in the comics. 
Right. And then it was like, oh, what? who's this guy? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that's... And I get it. Like, everybody's going to react to things in a different way. But I just... I think sometimes we're so quick to dive onto the negative aspect of things. And I think for some for some people, they kind of... Um, like relish that that oh well everybody loves this thing i'm gonna hate this thing because then i'm different and it's like no man like if you don't like it you can just say you know it's not really my bag and that's all it has to be you don't have to extound your your loathing of a particular fandom because all you're all you're doing is just alienating yourself from what you may actually enjoy if you just gave it the chance I mean, there's exactly. been, you know me, I, I love crapping on DC, but come on, man, I'll, I'll be first in line to watch the next Batman movie along with everybody else. Like, there are always going to be certain characters that bring us back. And even if the trailer makes the next Batman movie look like crap, I don't care. It's Batman. I'm still going to want to go see it. That's, that's never going to change for me. But I get it. For, like, for me, I'm not a Superman fan. There's not a way you can make Superman look cool no, yeah, in my know. book. There's, there's just no possible way. Shazam looked amazing from like the very first still image that we saw but i've always been a fan of shazam even when i was a little kid so i get it there's just there's varying degrees of how people are going to take the things exactly and i mean uh kind of going off of that again i'm not a marvel fan but lord help me is i'm not going to see every freaking guardians of the galaxy because <laughs> i love that first one so much yeah and especially if we're going to have fat thor and guardians 3 Heck yeah, I'm gonna go see that movie. Right. So I mean, and that's the thing is like. Oh, I guess is that a spoiler for Endgame? Yeah, I can't, it, it's been it's been what three weeks now. It's been a week. <laughs> well, well, when this comes out, it's been two weeks. Oh, there you go. Okay, so it's it's so, been yeah, time. There you go. Spoiler embargo is up, and it's not like I said who died. Right, but that's the stick around for the end of the episode. Yeah. And we'll tell you. We'll who tell dies. you everyone who dies. Everybody dies. No, but it's it it's uh. I think that's that's going to be something that that the live action for Cowboy Bebop will struggle with in terms of the diehard fans will feel like this is a bastardized version of what they grew up loving. And I think yeah. it'd be the same thing if they want to do a live action Trigun, which obviously is the the main thing we're going to talk about in the show is is the anime. But if they want to do a live action, I'm going to be far more protective of that because it's my number one anime. And for other people, because Cowboy Bebop is their number one, they're going to be prote- protective of it. I get it. Yeah. And and we'll you know what we'll do at the end of this? We'll we'll fan cast a we'll fan cast Trigun. Oh man. Yes. Yeah. That'll be fun. So anyway, so let's 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 dive in. So a nice good lord half the episode was talking about Yay! So that's a win-win. That's there you go. That's Tuname. Um and that's Tangents brought to you by the Animation Station podcast. <laughs> Your number one source of tangity goodness. Um, so yeah, so let's go ahead and talk, uh, Trigun. So, uh, Trigun was, uh, created by Yoshihiro Natao. I believe it's Natao. Yeah. It's like Naitao. Naitao, but I think it's just Natao. Natao. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it is, it's basically a Western steampunk sci-fi crazy show, and it's amazing. Right. Um, and, and I... I put it in that sci-fi realm only because of like the power plants and and like the setting that this series takes Planet place. Planet Gunsmoke. Cuz really it <laughs> kind of like Gunsmoke. Yeah. No, um, that's the planet. It's called Planet Gunsmoke. Oh, is yeah. it? Oh, wow, I didn't even know. Oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 planet that they're on that it takes place is called Planet Gunsmoke. That's freaking amazing. <laughs> um 
But no, like, yeah, it, it takes place on this desert planet, and I, I love the fact that they have this ancient che- technology that is literally a light bulb. Right. And they just tap into that light bulb, and that's how they get this power. I thought that was one of the coolest things. And if that light bulb breaks, your entire town is doomed. Right, right. I always thought that was such a a cool concept. So that's why I put it in that sci-fi realm. Even, I mean, I guess it is technically, you know, a little sci-fi because it is, you know, space is involved. But it's not as sci-fi as, say, Cowboy Bebop. Right. Where it's all space, all the time. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I think Trigun, you know, definitely hits in that, like, westerny steampunk sci-fi realm so it's and it's a really it was definitely it's definitely a different show for especially what you had originally had on toonami you had like what did you have you had like gundam wing right um neon genesis evangelion uh sailor moon tenchi muyo uh you had uh the oh uh, outlaw star you had all of these you know mainly like sci-fi or some type of, you know, different show. And then there was Trigun, which is definitely a, you know, something I think that a lot of, you know, people here in America gravitated towards because, hey, our whole, like, we do cowboys and everything like that. That's, you know, what a lot of kids play as, I mean, a lot of kids play when they're younger. So, I mean, the fact that we got an anime that was basically a cowboy shoot 'em up thing it, I think it. I think that's why one of the reasons that it resonated so well with uh, an American audience, right? Well, and and I think I think to some degree as well the, I think what I had mentioned earlier how there was that finite amount of episodes, so it was easier for people to kind of get involved yeah. because they weren't get like before that you figured there was what Dragon Ball and then Dragon Ball Z, which you were like, oh, there's nine million episodes of this, so it was hard to really feel invested in any one particular episode because there were so many of them. Whereas with this, every episode, there there's no fluff episode. Every episode contributes something to the overall story arc, which is yes. not something that I think American anime fans were really used to up to that point. And I think that's why this resonated with more people when it kicked off. Yeah, and, and I mean, there are a couple episodes that are very, you know, floofish. Yeah. I, I, mainly towards the beginning, because like, because in the beginning you're still kind of you know dressing everything up, but then when we get like more into the gung ho guns and it just starts kicking off and kicking off, and then you, you get the whole bit with knives and you're like, oh my gosh, everything just like happened, <laughs> like all kinds of craziness just happened. Like what happened to this goofy show where these dudes were on a train and <laughs> there was a child. Who knew the train and like what what happened here? How did this this sand steamer thing go so wrong? Yeah, how does this spin so wildly out of control? But but I think that was what like I I don't know. There there was there was a point in time that I was not a huge fan of like bad guy of the day type shows. But with this one, for whatever reason, it it honestly worked. And the fact that you had such a flawed hero, I think just elevated the entire show like you literally have a hero that everybody is out for the 60 billion double dollar bounty and yet he is still trying to save people and do it in a way that nobody gets hurt except for him that's amazing that 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 is the 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 like the perfection of a flawed hero and i just from like the 
the very first episode I was locked in on this one. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely. And by the way, sixty billion double like sixty billion double dollars <laughs> is like the best thing ever. So it's like, so wait, is that like a hundred and twenty billion dollars? I'm confused on what a double dollar is. Uh, it's like double dollars are like right up there with Wu. Yeah, ones, yeah, you know? yeah, pretty much. And like wonderful anime currency. <laughs> um, and then you have this uh, like you have this main bit with you know Vash, and he is this. He's the humanoid typhoon. He's this, this wanted criminal because he destroyed a town and apparently killed all these people, even though he didn't. But, you know, we'll we'll say that he did. Um, spoilers for Trigun, the show that came out like 25 years ago. <laughs> um, so, like, he go, like, there's this whole thing that goes on with him. And, but then you have these two other characters who may be my two favorite, like, non-main characters in any anime series. Right. You have Meryl and yep. Millie from the Bernadelli Insurance Association. And it's such a... It, it's, I freaking love them. Oh, man. They're, they're so, like, needlessly phenomenal as the, as the inclusion of... of, uh, of it, as they start to bridge out the additional characters in the show, especially because they're pretty much the first characters that we meet. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the first characters that we meet. And because that's how... Because, like, whenever Vash is going to this town, they're supposed to follow him to basically make sure that, hey, please don't wreck anything, because if you wreck things, then our insurance agency has to cover yeah. this. It's it's such a great little... It's like the stupidest dynamic, but it's amazing. Yeah. No, I, I I think with, the, with that... Um... Like when you think about that story arc, and you always feel like, well, they're never going to move the needle on this. Like, there's never going to be a point where this feels, um, like relevant to the overall story. But then, as it continues on, and you see that how the relationships between the characters develop, you get so attached to every single one of them that if when there's an episode that you don't see them, you kind you get bummed out. You're like, well, where's Meryl? Yeah, you're like, wait, where, where's yeah. Meryl? Are they okay? Like, what's going on? And especially like especially in the early ones, they would always pop up. Like going back to that stand, like that sand steamer episode. Yeah. It's like they snuck aboard because they still had to follow him, but they didn't have any money, so they had to like work in the in the cafeteria. Yeah. And you're like, that's beautiful. That's fantastic. Well, I, oh, and it, you know, you, obviously, like when you go from there, the other main character, and he was my favorite in the show, Nicholas Wolfwood. I mean, when you. I think everybody was like everybody loved Nicholas. Wolfe. Yes, and it's it's one of those. I don't know. It's one of those characters that you immediately want to know everything about him, and they give you like you know as it goes on, they give you a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, but they never really paint the whole picture for you. And I love that. I think that's why characters like Boba Fett had always been such a mm-hmm. fan favorite because you almost preferred to know nothing about the character. You just wanted to be able to see him on screen and that was sufficient. You're like, yeah, if you want to give me a little bit about him, that's fine, but I'm perfectly okay with just knowing him as he is right now and knowing that he's a total BA. Mm-hmm, definitely. And, and then you, yeah. And then, you know, we kind of mentioned them earlier. Like we get, like when we get more end gamey, we get to uh, the gung ho guns and Legato. yes. Oh my gosh. It's uh, it's so good, and it's and it's the when you get to the gung ho guns, and then you kind of build on that, and you get to start to see um, 
what their connectivity is to the main storyline and like how you know with Legato and with um uh with Millions Knives like as you as you start to understand it, it, it's almost like it's almost like where the camera starts it's it's zoomed in on one piece of a puzzle and as the camera slowly moves out you realize that there is a thousand puzzle pieces that are all trying to fit together. And so when you finally understand the entirety of the story, then it's the end. It was like episode 26 or whatever. And they're like, and that's all we give you. Sorry. Have fun. Exactly. You're like, oh, wait, huh? I'm so, why, why, why did it just end? And like, they definitely set it up to be like, oh, you know, we can bring this back anytime. Oh, yeah, 100%. But then they were like, or we could just not. Unlike Bebop, where they're like, it ends and you're like, the series is done. Yeah. Like, Trigun was one of those where you're like, oh, Trigun can come back, you know, and they kind of did. Yeah, well, I mean, but they like in the see, but they did the same thing with Trigun that they did with Cowboy Bebop. Is they're like, okay, here's a long form movie in OVA, and we're gonna put that in a in a like within a mid twenties episode. So like, oh, this one occurs between episode twenty one and twenty two, so it's twenty one and point five, and you're like, okay, but. Uh, why didn't you just continue on from the series or give me a prequel or something? Like, I think there's... Yeah, where was where was my... How come I didn't get my episode where Meryl and Vash came Yeah. Because that was there the entire time. It was more prominent than, you know, Spike and Faye. Oh, yeah. But but I think that's... But, I, but isn't that... It, it's hurting. Isn't that kind of where it gets to be almost frustrating? Because you're just like, I know there's more story to tell. Just tell me. Just give me more story. Yeah. I mean, especially because, I mean, like, we, we don't get a lot with, you know, the colony ship with, you know, Young Knives and Young Vash and Rim. You don't get, like, a whole, whole bunch with that. You get, like, what? An episode? Yeah. We get a single episode. Like, we could have had like a full, like almost like a like a Dragon Brawl Ball Z like brawly type of or not brawly like uh, that that one DBZ episode with Goku's dad. I don't remember what the name of the stupid movie was, but like that whole entire bit where it was just like everything leading up to before when Goku got you know sent off Superman style to Earth. Right, right, right. It's like we could have gotten that and gotten a little bit more info of like you know hey how why you know what was up with this colony ship you know it's all big one one big experiment so like what's it all for type of thing like that would have been that would have been pretty interesting but you know we get random episode in the middle (laughs) pretty much and i don't know i think that that's the that's always going to be the issue with these types of series is because you want more but then there's that part of you that's a little bit afraid that like hey if you give me too much is it going to spoil everything you know Definitely. So I don't know. I, I think it's it's there's it's always a crapshoot, but I think with this particular anime, I am actually fine with what we've got. And you know that the I think it's twenty six or twenty eight episodes, and then I believe it's twenty six, and then we get an hour. And yeah, a half for movie. for uh, Badlands Rumble, which was still a, a yeah. incredibly fun romp back into the desert, back into the world of Planet Gunsmoke. So uh, no, yeah. I was fine with it. Um. So did you watch like when you watched it? Um. Uh, no so actually i did not watch this on tsunami so uh, no it was okay well thanks for coming on the tsunami right no well not sorry not initially i shouldn't say that i never watched it on tsunami but that wasn't my initial introduction to it um i was actually working at a comic book shop at the time 
uh, or like 2002, I want to say was, was when I, when, yeah. Cause I, it was after my freshman year of college. So yeah, I'm old. Thanks guys. Uh, so yeah, so I, I had come back home, started working at a, at a comic book shop and one of the other workers had a, a shirt that like a trigun shirt. It was just gray and it had like multiple pictures of Vash on it and him holding, you know, like his signature gun. And I was just like, Oh, what's, uh, I was like, oh, is the gun he has is that a, a tri gun? And he was he looked at me like, are you are you kidding me right now? And I was like, no, I've I've no idea what that is. And he was like, sit down. And like he had to he was trying to explain to me the show. And luckily, <laughs> this is how dated that is right now. The comic book shop actually did rentals like VHS anime rentals, so you could rent these uh, these episodes. But the the tapes that we had it would be like. Tape one had like two or three episodes on it, right? But it would be subtitles. And then tape two would have four episodes on it, but it would be overdub. So you, there was no consistency to the tapes that we had. Uh, and then eventually, like as CDs obviously were way more, or DVDs were way more prevalent, the, the comic book shop sold off all of the VHS. So I bought all the, the tapes that we had, but we only had tapes mm-hmm. one through six. So we didn't have seven and eight. Oh. So I never got to see how the series ended. So I was, I was searching everywhere trying to find it. And the only thing I could find was a, a eight, eight uh, DVD box set that had to be imported. So I, I think I paid like $112 for it or something. That's that sounds yeah, about right. and so I I got that I still have the box set it is like my prized possession I love it um and I also had ordered like little mini busts of the of the Trigon characters so I have uh, I have Millie knives there's two different Vashes there's like regular Vash and, like Angel Vash and then like a dark Vash like a weird emo Vash um, Legato and Cyclops the 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 girl. So those are the yeah. six. It was like random. I was like, really? You don't get Millie? You get, or you don't get Meryl? You get Millie? But, and no Nicholas? I was like, that's kind of weird, but whatever. That was the only busts. But you got Cyclops. Exactly. Why not? And her hat falls off all the time. Uh, so I actually, I got those. That's how I saw the last, um, I think it was probably like five or six episodes. So I finally had gotten to see the series, and then I realized it was on Toonami. And I was like, oh, I could have just watched it on here and finally seen it. But I'll be honest, I'm actually super excited that I still have that box set and that I ever actually yeah. purchased it because it allowed me to um, really get in, like dive deep into the characters in each episode because I could just sit there and watch it over and over again. Yeah. Um, I mean, mine was a little bit different because like, I remember watching it on Toonami, sure. but I never remember like finishing it. oh okay yeah yeah i remember like it was on and i remember watching it and then it may it was you know one of those times where like i was a kid and it was like oh you know it was probably went to some sort of camp or something <laughs> was gone for like a month and then came back and were like oh yeah i have no idea what's going on or it was just off or so i don't remember but i don't remember ever finishing it i remember it being good but i never remember finishing it um and then uh i ended up getting the funimation channel Back when AT&T U-verse had the Funimation oh, wow. channel, when it played anime all the time, like 24-7, it was just different anime. And usually what they did was they would get like a block of anime, and then they would loop it. And then you get another, like, probably, you know, like a five-hour block, and then they would just loop this five-hour block until the next week, and then there would be a new five-hour <laughs> block that they would just loop and loop and loop, which was actually genius. It was like oh, so I'm going to watch this over and over and over. And that was the first time that I ever saw the movie Summer Wars. 
and the first time that I saw Trigun Badlands Rumble. Nice. And I remember watching those movies so many times. Like I like that's why like Summer Wars favorite anime movie because I can quote the stupid <laughs> thing because I've seen it so many times. Same thing with Badlands Rumble. Like I can tell you scene by scene what is going to happen because I think I've seen that. Like I, yeah, I would say I've seen Trigun Badlands Rumble more times than I've been. To <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's that's not true. I'm about to say that's that's pretty uh, bold but, right there, bro. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, like like it's it's one of those where it's like I I just know that so so well because like with the movies, you would get those for an entire month. So you would get that playing like at least 3 to 4 times a day every single day for a month. Yeah. And when you're Josh who's bored, um especially when the Xbox had that wonderful uh connect feature, where you could have TV going and be playing your game at the same time, Josh would literally just pop it on Funimation channel and just play video games the entire time. So have anime and video games going at the same time. So, but yeah, that made me want to get back into Trigun. And then I got back into it and then I was like, oh yeah, this, this definitely is one of the best <laughs> series. Um, so, so you watch it, so you had the, this old box set, so were you watching it subbed or done? Um, for me, I usually, usually I'll, I'll watch it the first time subtitled, because I feel like you get a little bit more, um, more depth to, to the dialogue, but, uh, with this one, especially because I had already seen the tapes, so I had already heard, uh, Johnny Young Vosh doing the, the voice of Vash, I, I pretty much went exclusively to, to, um, watching it in in the overdub just because i think he does such a phenomenal job i mean um yeah. uh, his work on on bleach i mean his work on on trigon obviously and you can hear him as bit characters in everything from like cowboy bebop to naruto i mean he's he's in or full metal alchemist he's in everything in well yeah obviously as as uh kanida i mean it's it's phenomenal it's phenomenal how with his voice, he doesn't do a lot of change with it, but it's subtle. It's just enough that you can differentiate one character to the next, and I just think he's he does a phenomenal job with it. And what's great is that was his first anime yeah. role. Like, that, that's what makes it so good. Because like even, like, I, I started going and I was re-watching um, and getting through it, like, just listening, you're like, there are a couple bits where you, could, you can kind of tell that, like, he's kind of like you know it's he's kind of new to it but like everything else he's just like giving it all he's got and you're like good lord son that was fantastic um but yeah let's kind of go through like the the mains of the the english stuff because i mean i've only ever seen the english um but we have uh johnny young bosch as vash the stampede and a friend of the show mr bryce pappenbrook as young nice Uh, then we had uh, Dorothy Fawn as Meryl in the anime, and then Lucy Christian in Trigun Badlands Rumble. Um, and if you want to hear a wonderful episode with uh, Dorothy Fawn, stay tuned for Friday's episode where we have a nice little interview. Ooh, whoop, whoop. Uh, then you have uh, Millie Thompson, who was uh, Leah Sargent in uh, the anime, and then Trina Nishimura uh, in Trigun Badlands Rumble. Uh, then you had uh, Nicholas D. Wolfwood, who was Jeff Nimoy from 
Digimon fame <laughs> in the anime and Brad Hawkins in Badlands Rumble. And then you have Millions Knives, who was Kirk Bailey in the anime, and young Millions Knives was the incredibly talented Mr. Joshua nice. Seth. So you had Tetsuo and Kanisa. Playing roles in another, yeah, playing in roles another anime. That were basically themselves. Right? No, it's, it, but like at the end of the. Oh, and then I guess Legato, which is uh, Richard Casino. Right. Casanino. Casanino? I believe is. I'll. Hey, man, I'll trust you on this one. So. Cantino. <laughs> Canto Bop. Rich, Richard Canto we'll, Bop. We'll, 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 we'll allow it. No, we won't. We won't allow Canto Bop on this podcast. Sure. If that's what it takes, man. Whatever oh, it takes. If that's if that's whatever what it, it takes. takes. Um. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. That's our. Oh, I guess there's also Rim, who, who's basically just like that. Right. Half the time. Uh, Ruby Marlowe, and that's that's our main heavy hitters. So what what did you think of the cast? You know. So. I mean, other than Bash, Bash fantastic. But what did you what did you think of the cast uh, for the show? I mean, I I loved it. I mean, there to me there was never a, there was never a point where the character's voice didn't feel like it fit to um, to the character. Like even when you get into like the gung ho guns, where everybody is very exaggerated. The um, oh, what's the crazy family with the old man? The oh shoot, the uh, oh god. I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh, yeah, but me. the the whatever family, it's like a state. It, it's like um, they're like the Tennessee family or something like that. I don't remember. But anyway, so they're the um, like even with those characters, like they are the they are the stereotypes, you know, of of the of the of typical American voice that you hear in a lot of the overdubs. But it still works. It's still exactly what you would expect. You know, I know on. On on the podcast that I do with Brittany, like we like we've talked before about how my first the anime that I always remember myself as sort of the introduction were the the fairy tales the the Grimm's fairy tales that they used to air on like the Disney Channel way way back in like I don't know the early nineties or yeah. whatever. But with that one, like you would have this oh you the, the stereotypical old man from from obviously the deep south of America like that was just the same voice that you heard. Anytime there was an old man on screen, but it always worked because when you saw him, you would expect it. It was the same thing. That that old man McGucket character. Oh my Dragon gosh! It, no, that is honestly that exactly. That's exactly what it is. So you you think about that, and you you would almost feel remiss if you didn't hear that voice, you know. So I I don't know. I I, I kind of liked the um, I liked the selection of characters. Uh, but but I think yeah. it, at, at the end of the day, it's that's their job. Like they're supposed to help bring these characters to life. Yeah, uh, man. I was listening to you talk, but that is like bugging me. The name of that stupid. It's a, it's definitely a state. Nebraska family. That's yeah. Nebraska. Found it. Ah, uh, stupid Nebraska family. Reddit Did you have to look had that to up? look on Reddit. Oh, you punk. Yeah, you punk. You gotta no, use your mind. my mind. Hey man, I thought Wednesday was Thursday this week, so my mind is gone. (laughs) No, Wednesday is not. Yes, that's true. That's uh, I I won't. I won't lie. You uh, are true. You are very much on point with that one. Thank you. I try, and so is Pubert, the the youngest of the Adams (laughs) children, who who has a mustache, and whose name is Pubert, which is just sad. Um, 
Yeah, like it, it's it's so good, and like uh, you have like there's definitely a, a wide variety of characters, and they all they all do so well. Like between you know uh, Johnny and Dorothy and and Jeff, like you you have all these really good voice actors, and it's definitely not one where right. they're phoning it in. Because like there are definitely, especially animes of that time, where you can tell that they're kind of phoning it in, because they're not used to it. Like if if we're gonna go go there, Gundam right, Wing, right, right, right. Like half of Gundam Wing, you're just like, oh god, just just do something. I mean anything. You know, the, I feel like get, get emotes. Well, somehow, I feel like please. I feel like we we ran into that a little bit with um, uh, Attack on Titan. Where there's certain characters that you're just like, ooh, uh, really? Like that—that that was what you wanted to go with, but it, you know, you you almost overlook that because the story is so good that you can you can kind of sideline some of the weird voices that creep in there, just because you're like, oh, but I'm so invested in the story, I'm fine. Okay, yeah, I can see that. But yeah, I I don't know. I think that it's a. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's a fine line that you have to walk where you want to sound convincing enough that you you are only adding to the story, but you also have to remember that they're in the confines of trying to fit dialogue to the mouth movements that were animated for a different language. So, I mean, and I get it. Yeah. Still, at the end of the day, like that's their job, but that is the. Um, I mean that that is where the where, where there's difficulty in the, in mastering that role. Definitely, yeah. And I mean, especially for the time. Oh, for sure. You just look at it and you're like, man, yeah, this was fantastic. Well, you figure it was what, 98? 98, 99? Uh, yeah, it would have been 99. Yeah, so I mean, you've got to figure at this point, like, we're 20 years from when that occurred. Like, you watch anime now, it is very different. I still think that you can watch anime now and it's still not going to be as good as Trigun, but I think that had. Trigon had that perfect storm between you know just the style, the storyline, and the 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 acting. I think was phenomenal on both sides. Mm-hmm. Even if you watch the subtitled version, the the original Japanese cast is 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 amazing. Like they, you can feel every ounce of emotion. Whether it's Vash is being a goofball with like the you know like the weird cartoony Shin Chan type uh, anime, or if it's you know he's full on you know, bleeding to death because he's been shot too many times. Like, I, I thought there was always... They struck a really good balance with this show. I agree. Um, and you also... I mean, and, and the show gave gave you so much. It's like, you yep. have comedy, you have drama, you have whatever it was that Millie and Wolfwood had that one... Bizarre romance, night. like, just out of left field, like, all right, and now that's a thing that's happened. And then it's like, all right, I had Millie, I'm gonna go off and die. And then you're like, oh, yeah. okay, bye, Nick. It's been real. <laughs> Didn't say anything to anybody, just was like, yeah. deuces. And it's been it's been real. It's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. But, but you almost feel like with that send-off for that character, it makes sense. Because... Because it yes, wouldn't it have does make sense. Yeah, I mean, character. he was the Han Solo of the group. You know, like he he was the the more rugged outlaw. Whereas you know, with Vash, he's he's the uh, misunderstood hero. You know, and and the the fact that he was as capable he was capable of as much destruction as he was hope is what 
made him such an interesting character. Whereas with Nick, he basically is just like, yeah, I used to be a preacher eh, not the kind of preacher you think. And you're just, oh, okay, I guess. And then when, it, when, uh, when he throws the cross to Vash and Vash is like, oh, why is it so heavy? And he's like, because it's full of mercy. And you're like, oh, it's religious. And then you're like, no, it's full of guns. His mercy is shooting people. Awesome. Like, it's just, the, man, I, can't, I, I could gush on for hours about just the minutia of how great every single character was in the show. It's just, it, to me, this is an anime that I easily go back and watch every single year. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those where it's definitely worth it. Like, like Trigun Badlands Rumble. Like, if I'm feeling down, I will put that yeah. anime in, just because I'm like, I know this will make me. Feel oh happy. yeah, no, for for sure. And it's, and I mean, it's definitely got sad parts in it, but I mean, the overall tone of the movie is very like a haha, like a slapsticky type. Of well, and movie. I, I and would great. be interested to see how many listeners that you have that are familiar with this anime like not just familiar and in like the oh i've seen a poster or i watched an episode but really have like dived deep into this show and really absorbed it multiple times and it wasn't like oh i watched the series once you know yeah. 10 years ago and that was it like i wonder if this has resonated with as many people as it has with us oh i wonder man that hmm. we'll find out well let us know in the comments below yeah right there you go <laughs> Oh man. So, okay. So, let's kind of go and roll in quickly. Let's uh let's talk about our fan cast for Trigun. Nice. I was going to ask you. Okay, so initially, I think everybody sort of jumps to like the main big Hollywood actors, right? Like I've seen people throw like Bradley Cooper's name as possible for Vash. I've seen people throw Chris Pratt cuz they're like, "Oh, he did so good as Star-Lord. He would be great as as Vash." And I'm like, "No, because you're always going to just see Star-Lord. He is iconic as Star-Lord. So especially putting him in a trench coat is going to be too on the nose. You know, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be too similar. It's like he's already Vash. He's, yeah, he's already played that role. He doesn't need to. And honestly, you know me when it comes to casting for anime, right? Like where, and I get it. Like with with Vash, he very much looks like a Caucasian male with you know spiky blonde hair. But I would actually go um, Asian casting for majority of your main characters. I think you can throw some you know uh, some other ethnicities in for some of the characters as well. But I would actually probably go predominantly Asian, especially for like our main four characters. Really? See, like, so I, I was thinking while we were talking, and I was like, you know what? You know what? Who would be like he? Who is a Hollywood actor who gets like no love whatsoever? Who I think could actually do it? Army Hammer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could. Like, I could it, actually it, like, see that. I think Army Hammer would do a, a knockup job at it. Like, I think he would be fantastic. True. No, I actually, I think he, I think he would do well. I actually I did enjoy him in uh, Lone Ranger, even though that was yeah. a box office bomb that was fairly universally panned. But, but the, I I liked the, it. Like he was not bad in the movie. Yeah. So like that's why I think oh you know he, I think he would be okay. I think I think he would do well. For me, the the one that kind of stood out was actually Louis Tan. 
Um, most people would okay. know him from Into the Badlands, Deadpool Two. He played Shatterstar. Um, he was in the first season of no Iron way Fist. He was in, no, that was Shatterstar. He was Shatterstar. Louis Tan was Shatterstar. Holy crap! Yes, Dude, that like blew my mind. So you you already know he can do comedy, right? Like you already know he can be self referential. Um, he you and you know that he has the martial arts experience because he's the drunken boxer that you see in I think the seventh episode of Iron Fist. So it's you know you know he can do the the martial arts aspect of it. You know he can do the comedic timing, and I feel like he's a I mean he's a British born uh, Singapore uh, American actor that for me I feel like he just hasn't really gotten his uh, time in the limelight, yeah. and I feel like this would be the proper vehicle to get him there. I he's think a, he would he's make a, a great Wolfwood. He would, but I've got a. I think I've got a better choice for Wolfwood. So with Louis okay. Tan, you put him in blonde hair. He's a very handsome man, and well, I, I, I don't even think you give him blonde hair. I mean, like, oh no, you you have to. I would bleach oh, really? the hell. I would bleach the hell out That's of his hair. Looks so weird though. No, it's perfect. Trust me. Trust <laughs> me. It'll look so so good. So I think you you put it on him. I think it'll it'll completely work. Okay. So who, so who do you who do you have for Meryl? Because I have my Meryl. Okay, go ahead. Who? No, Jessica you want me Henwick. Oh, nice! Yeah, I, I think, think Jessica like because like to me, I, I, I she she was she was good in Iron Fist. Yes, she um, was my favorite part in Iron Fist. She was absolutely my favorite part. Like on it, and and when she was in Game of Thrones, she was my favorite of those three Sand Snakes in Game of Thrones. Because I'm <laughs> like, oh, this one's actually good. And then she was in Star Wars, and then she died the stupidest way possible in Star Wars. Yeah, that was that was very much a cop out, which was which was kind of a bummer. But I was like, yeah, the the cool female pilot. They just like, oh, we're just gonna blow her up. Not yeah. even, not even in a space combat. Just you know, she was in the hangar and she blew up. It's like, oh well, that sucked. Yeah, where you're like, oh, okay, I guess that's what that's what we're gonna deal with now. Um, I actually have two two choices that I would have for. Um, for Meryl, and the the first one is actually Jamie Chang, uh, Jamie Chung, who I think most people would know her either as uh, she plays Mulan in ABC's Once Upon mm-hmm. a Time, um, and then she is also the voice of uh, Gogo Yamato in Big Hero Six. She's also oh, yeah, current. She yeah, she's also currently in um, uh, Gifted. She plays Blink in Gifted. So okay. she, so she's she's done. She kind of rose to stardom in the early two thousands as a cast member for Real World, which was definitely a strike against her. But I think from that she has really progressed, and I feel like she does have a good. She's a good actress, and she has good comedic timing, and she's a little more blunt, which I feel like Meryl kind of needs to be. Whereas Millie is kind of a little not airheaded, but she's a little more happy go lucky. And I think Jamie Chung could actually do do a pretty good job. Um, the other actress I think would do really well. Um, um, even though she didn't have a huge role in Captain Marvel, is Gemma Chan. She was recently in Crazy Rich Asians. She was in Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, oh, is she's she, is she the main character in Crazy Rich Asians. No, she's the she's the sister whose marriage is falling apart. Okay, but she she was great in Crazy Rich Asians. I actually thought she did well with the limited amount of screen time that she did have in um, in Captain Marvel. And then uh, she's also more recently in Mary Queen of Scots alongside Margot Robbie and Saoirse Ronan. So um, she's she's done a couple different things. She has a very regal, uh, very beautiful appearance, and I think that that would be a nice a nice balance um, to my choice for. Um, 
for her co-star, who was also in Crazy Rich Asians, Constance Wu, who I think most people originally know her from Fresh Off the Boat, who has a much better comedic timing and can be deadpan, but can also be incredibly um, positive in some moments as well. So I, I actually like that. I think they would have a good balance, and they've already worked together on Crazy Rich Asians. I mean, if you're going to go there, I mean, throw Aquafina as Millie. That would be the most random, bizarre craziness, and I think she, it would be kind of funny. She she could work, I think, if you wanted to go... Um, a little you, bit more bumbling sidekick. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I think I think that like, does like, that does actually like, work. You know those, you know those, uh, those wonderful, like, Japanese, like, crazy, uh, or, like, the Chinese-Japanese, like, crazy movies? Yeah. Where they're, like, all kinds of... And you always have, like, that bumbling male sidekick... Right. I think Aquafina would make like the best. Like, well, you could you could use female sidekick. You could use her. You could use Margaret Cho because she's already a comedian, and I think that yeah. she would actually do a really good job with the with the role as well. If you're trying to keep the cast fairly young, then yeah, I'm with you. I think you could probably go with Aquafina. Um, with her, I would just fear that she's very much a one trick pony, and you would just get. The exact same the character same that she played yeah. in Crazy Rich Asians, and that's not quite what I would see for Millie. But I'm open to people having their own interpretation yeah, like Mil- of the character. Millie, I, like, Millie's a hard one for me to cast. Like I don't know who I would do for Millie. Oh, and I've seen some people throw like um, uh, um, Natalie Portman as 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 a possible um, mm. a possible actress, but I don't know. I just for me. For me, like unless you're gonna go with somebody that physically has the same um, dominating appearance that Millie has in the co- in the in the anime, I I just don't I don't know. There, that one was a little bit harder to go with. I kind of would want to stick with actresses that probably have worked together, so they already have that chemistry. Okay, I can see that. So for um for for Nicholas D. Wolfwood, I actually have Alex Landy. So I think most people know him as he's he's Dr. Nico Kim from Grey's Anatomy, and he's the first gay male surgeon. Um and he's actually a New York native with Korean and Italian descent. Um he is a gorgeous man. And I oh, think that Lord Almighty, hello. Yes, gorgeous. So I think you actually need him I, to be Nick because you need him to be better looking than Vash. I think that should be part of their dynamic. And I would actually the love second it. Picture of him on IMDB is him shirtless. Yes, and you're like, oh, thank and God. I, I'm looking at it and I'm like well, hello, sir. Yeah, so I think if you have Louis Tan, who, as we've seen with Shatterstar, can be a little bit goofy, but Nicholas could be a little bit more serious, and I'd actually dig it if you there was kind of a sexual tension between the two of them, and you could just be like, is is Nick hitting on Vash right now? Like, what's happening? I, I, amazing. I actually think that'd be a fun dynamic. So, um, yeah, that was kind of my main cast for the main four. Um, some of the other characters were a little bit harder to, to go with. I like Charles Melton, who I think most people know him from either American Horror Story Hotel or Riverdale. He actually replaced Ross Butler in the in the second season of Riverdale. Um, another very um, handsome man, but he has a very dark, um, very dark features, the way that his cheekbones are, the way that his jawline is, and I, he has longer hair. I think he would actually play a really good Millions Knives because I think he can play a little bit more of a... He can be kind of a dick, and I think that would work. Yeah. So I, I have... so. My character could either be Knives or he could be Wolfwood. Because honestly, heck, he could be Trigun. Um, only because, like, I've watched him act. Like, he's a Game of Thrones actor. So okay. So 
that that takes your you know your Asian equation basically out of the out of the entire uh, the entire thing. Uh, but Nikolai Coster Waldo. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, because like he's goofy enough to where he could be a Vash, but when he needs to be serious, he could do it. So plus he's pretty. So I think he would make if he's going to be like evil. If he does his like whole little like type right. of thing, I think he would be a great knives. Oh, there you go. Or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. If he is going to be like uh, uh, what was it like Gods of Egypt? I think he was when he was Horus. It's like he's very like. Mm, the entire time very like i am you know this dude so he would make a good knives there but i mean just kind of watching him in game of thrones and like especially if he has good chemistry with the other characters and he can play off of them he's a really funny actor nice so i i i like with him he could be any of those three for me i would love to see him just in something so you know what though i think that i think that would Other actually than work Black Hawk down where he's that one delta force sniper that gets like killed and that you're like and he's gone no yeah. you know I, I actually think that would work and i would be interested to see how that chemistry between because depending on what role he goes with right if he's vash or if he's nick and who do you cast opposite him to, to maintain exactly, that chemistry yeah. also i've changed my mind on meryl i want fan bing bing as meryl and i want Gemma chan as rem so um did you see x-men days of future past it was the, yes okay she is blink in that one in days of future past oh okay i got you i got you okay perfect yeah so i mean she's she's beautiful i know she was in like some legal trouble in in china because of like tax evasion or something or she was taking roles on but getting paid like under the table so i don't know if she's even still viable as an actress anymore um but i think like visually if you look at her she kind of looks like meryl so I think that she would actually play play the role really well. In which case, then yeah, you just move uh, Gemma Chan over to be uh, Rem, which I think would work out really cool as well. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure she's doing anything anymore. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. So I mean, it's it's. We could bring her back. Yeah, this this could be this could be her her big breakthrough back get, into get her, the limelight. Exact. Get her an American working visa and put her in Netflix. Yeah, we're we're down. I'm sure. Hey, Netflix has all the money, so I think they can right? make it yeah, happen. Like. Yeah, Netflix so would just be like, yeah, well, we're good. So we fan casted, but I think the ultimate question is: Is this an anime series that you want to see adapted into a live action, um, either film or a Netflix series, similar to what we're about to see with Cowboy Bebop? No, you're fine with just keeping it the anime, yeah, the manga. I'm, that's it. I'm I'm fine with keeping it the. I mean, I've never read the manga. Um, like I'm fine keeping it the anime. Now, if they were to announce, be like, hey, by the way, we're doing Trigun, I'd watch it. Because I'm like, I love Trigun. But it's one of those, if they're like, all right, you have all the money. What are You can make one anime TV show. What are you going to make? What are you going to adapt? Think I, yeah. I don't think I would choose Trigun. No. Just because like, I would be too obsessed with it, and it would never be perfect. Right. Well, don't, don't they say that all great art is only abandoned, never finished, never fully yeah. complete? So when you think about it in in that regard, like people like you and I may be too close to the source material to be able to um, separate ourselves from what is a good decision story-wise based in the medium that we're, that we're operating in versus trying to stay true to the source material. Exactly. And it's one of those where it's too goofy in a lot of scenes where I don't think you can translate a lot of Vash's goofiness into an actual human character. Right. And then we, we forgot one another major character that is in every single episode. 
the that cat, cat, that black cat. We can't do anything with that cat. We can't cast that cat. Well, I don't know. It's they impossible. made they made it work with Goose and Captain Marvel, and that was a, a you know that was it was an interesting decision to include, but it worked and it added to the story. And I think if What's anything, Goose? I I don't know. You probably in, if in, in the Captain Marvel posters or the ad material, you probably saw like a little orange cat. Yeah, I saw a cat. Yeah, isn't that like what like ripped out Nick? Yuri's eye or some garbage. Hey, or... spoilers, bro. Um, oh, but it's... sorry, that movie came out like two months ago, right? Um, but no, uh, uh, Goose is 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 um, uh, Carol Danvers' cat, Captain Marvel's cat. So, and it okay. is it is more than a cat. I will leave it at that. Oh, is it one of those Krolls, uh, 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 Krells, Krillians? Scrolls? No, no, no. It's not a scroll. Dang. Sorry, hopefully that didn't ruin the movie for anybody. But yeah, it, it came out two week, two months ago. Two man. weeks. Ago. You're like, it came out two hours ago. How dare you not have seen it? No, the uh, but no, I think you could include the cat. I just don't think it would play the part that it plays. Or like maybe, exactly. maybe you do like a oh, what was that? What was the TV show with what's her face that married the the one of the brothers from Good Charlotte? What? She was a TV show, and randomly they would do cut like cutaways where it was her as an like an, a two D drawn character. Oh, Lizzie McGuire. Yes, thank you, thank you. Okay, and, and you cut, and it's just like a, a random cat. No, no, actually, you know what they should do? You know, there's a black cat that we could totally get. I don't think they're using that puppet from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, I thought you were going to say like the Cat in the Hat. I was like, yeah, he's probably not getting a whole lot of work. Jim Carrey like pops up. He's like, I'm trying it, you know. No, no, wasn't that Mike Myers? Was, was Cat in the Mike Hat? Myers? Yeah, he. Uh, oh. Jim oh, Carrey yeah. was the Grinch. Jim Carrey was the Grinch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch any of those movies. No, I watched the Grinch. I didn't watch Cat in the Hat. That one looked rough. But no, the. But I, I think if you, you could, you could try it that way. But honestly, I probably wouldn't go for the same type of comedic tone that you use in the anime. I would just do. Like Guardians comedy, like where it's it's conversational, it's just included in the the the, the regular dialogue. That's the way that I would play it. I probably wouldn't go yeah. full on like Vash crying and his arms are doing the wacky wavering inflatable flailing arm tube man thing. Um, or Kermit the Frog, however you want to look at it. Or or he's like tied up and like his legs are doing that whole like fan thing and you can't see his legs and he's just moving like from side to side. Yeah. Like, don't hurt me though. I just want to get out of here. Blah, 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 blah. Lobster or walk. Or that inchworm thing when, you know, there's a really hot girl. And he's oh, he's like, crawling inchworm, towards inchworm, them. Inchworm, inchworm. See, but, but you, you think about that, like how do you play that in in reality, right? Where you could easily have him just cower you know, like he's just like like coward with it, cower up with like his hands over his face. He's like, please don't shoot me, please don't shoot me. And they're just like, oh, what a coward. You know, like you could still play it in a way that you're like, oh man, this dude is not a, he's not a hero, he's not brave. But yeah, I mean, I see you you could do some cool camera angle stuff with that where it's like, yeah, you see him like uh like tied up and then like it'll do like a quick cut and he'll be like completely on the other side of the room. Yeah, like he'll be like hiding behind Meryl. And you're like, wait, how the heck did you get, you know, just, you know, something like that. Yeah. You know, I, I think that would be too jarring for most people, though. But I think if like you... If, if you did it a lot. But, but I think it would be funny. You you just, I think at that point, you just have to set that mood from the get-go. That you have to let people, you have to let the audience know at the beginning, this is what they're in for. Because if you go, like, super, super dark and serious right, right in the beginning and then try to introduce comedy... 
you know, an episode or two in, people are going to, at that point, that would be jarring. It'll throw them off. But I think if you introduce it in a way like you did with Guardians, right, where, you know, oh, here's, you know, the space, you know, the, the little boy, his mom just died. He runs out, he gets captured by a spaceship. 26 years later or 34 years later, whatever it was, now he's on this random planet and, you know, oh, it's serious. He's walking, it's raining, and he's got the, the long coat, and then he puts on headphones and he's listening to, you know, 70s music. You know, at that point, you're like, okay, yeah. now the the tone of the film has been set. I'm on board, so. I will say greatest, you know, uh, title sequence of all time. Oh, my gosh, where it's the. It's so good. Yeah, the huge pan out and then just Guardians of the Galaxy. You're like. All right, I'm in. Yeah, they the and then they ruined it in the second one. Says you, you, you whiny baby. No, but you you look at you look at um, uh, certain directors. I think would be able to understand what the needs of the audience are with this kind of material. And I think you look at somebody like James Gunn or Taika Waititi. Who, yeah, I was thinking, I was I was going to ask you who you would go director and I would go Taika Waititi. Yeah, oh, 100%. If you're going to have one director do the entirety of the show, I want Taika. But if you're going to have multiple directors come in, heck, I'll take Peyton Reed. I will, I'll take, you know, James Gunn, Taika Waititi. Like, I will have these, you know, you, you could even take, um, oh, what's his name? The Spider-Man Homecoming director. Uh, oh, shoot. I, uh... not, not Mark Webb. He did the amazing Spider-Man movies. This was John Watts. I'll get John Watts. Like, he understands the, um, you know, the comedic timing. He understands it in a way that it could be introduced and is cohesive to the story. So I think, I mean, I know I'm picking all Marvel directors here, but these are guys that understand. I mean, I, you know, I would love to well, see... I, think about that though. I picked a Marvel director too. No, you, you someone who does not like the Marvel movies, and my first choice was Taika Waititi. Right, but I mean, if you've seen, you know, um, was it? Uh, the th- oh, I go like what we do in the shadows. Yeah, what we do in like, the shadows. I freaking yeah. love that movie. But you, it's like this. It's so watch it. Everybody, watch it <laughs> just go watch it. I think it's still on Amazon Prime. I bought it, but yeah, I think it's still on Amazon Prime. But yeah, I, but I think that or go that, watch Green Lantern. He did that. Too. Oh, nice. There you go. But I I'm think just kidding, he didn't do Green Lantern. Nobody, nobody in their right mind did Green Lantern. Oh no. Well, and nobody's ever watched that movie anyway, so they wouldn't know if you were lying or telling the truth. So I watched it because I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> no, you're like, oh no, what have I done? And, and then you watched it, and you're like, I, I don't know what the heck. Ju- like there was there was a space thing. Uh, it's it's conveniently it's the same big space tentacle monster that's in Solo. Oh right, it pretty much looks like the the, the oh what are they the, that was my least favorite Rathars the Rathars in in uh, oh, God the Rathars in uh, Force Awakens yeah that was not my why did why why did they feel okay so Star Warsness welcome everybody to the to the Hilt Radio <laughs> um so. Why why did they feel like they needed to include the Rathars and then that giant space thing and the Kessel Run? Like as a Star Wars fan, like you a primarily primarily a bigger one than I, um 
was that something that you needed in no. the show, like, well, in those movies? If you were a fan of the expanded universe books at all, like you knew what the Maw was, and there was not some giant tentacled creature living in the Maw. It was mm-hmm. scary enough that the Maw was a collection of black holes that you had you had to be an amazing pilot to fly between the edges of the black holes without being sucked into them. And then there was an Imperial space station in the middle of the Maw as the Maw circled around this space station. So the oh, there was literally like only one concrete path in or out, and you had to either have the coordinates specifically entered into your ship, or you had to be an amazing force-induced pilot to be able to reach it. And I was just I was surprised that they didn't try to go that route, and that they felt the need to introduce some weird ship-eating monster that sat in the middle of nowhere. So whatever, it is what it is. Yeah, S- yeah. De- decisions that I would not have made. Oh, also uh, with the, with Trigun. You've got to have the serious episodes, like when he does face off against the gung ho guns. So I think you yeah. need a serious director, somebody that understands martial arts, somebody that understands combat. I absolutely would pick Lexi Alexander. Uh, for for me, the movie that I always loved was Green Street, Green Street Hooligans, because I was a I not was, but I am a huge West Ham United fan, um, and so I was super excited for them to make a, a yet another movie about the hooliganism that is West Ham United, uh, but also. So uh, she did Punisher Warzone, which I think most Marvel fans, or at least Marvel fans that were around between the you know late 90s into the early 2000s before the MCU really took off, um, she did Punisher Warzone, which was probably one of the better Punisher movies that was made, other than the TV series, which is obviously the definitive Punisher. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those ones where uh, I think like what, what you're saying is perfect. Like You definitely need these different directors and that's why i like if they were going to do a series they need to do it like a game of thrones type series where you have different directors that will come in to do specific things yeah yeah like if if you need a bunch of characters sitting around at a campfire you know discussing everything and you know having you know good character interactions you bring in one director if you have a director that you like, if you need like a big action scene you bring in another director and they do that yeah. They do that episode. Like, I, I think, you know, doing something like that, that way you can definitely get the best of both worlds. Whereas if you have one director who is really good at one thing, only doing one thing, then it's like, oh, well, you're not really good at writing, but you are good. Like Michael Bay, it's like, Michael Bay is fantastic at action sequences. Can he write dialogue to save his life? No. No. Well, but, but if you you find a, a director like Joss Whedon, right? Who can, who is amazing when it comes to dialogue, and he's pretty good when it comes to action. So it's just you probably but then still you bring a director like J.J. Abrams. Oh yeah, but I think I think with J.J. he's always excelled at surrounding himself with people that can fill the gaps in yes. what he does. And it, like you look at like when he when he did the first Star Trek movie, the rebooted one, he even full on admitted he was like, "Well, I was never really a big Star Trek fan, so I brought on people that were big Star Trek fans, so that way I didn't make this just feel like a Star Wars movie because I'm a Star Wars fan." He's like, "I wanted this to still resonate with the fans of the old series, but also introduce these characters to new fans that probably wouldn't have given them a chance otherwise." I mean, I was never a, ba- a big fan of Star Trek. I couldn't have named any of the characters until the J.J. Abrams movies. I watched the first two i didn't see the james wan one which i still need to see but the first two i was fully on board with those characters i could have continued watching them for years yeah well the the thing is with in the darkness like it's more of a star trek film than those other two 
Oh, okay. And, and and that's the that's the reason that Star Trek fans don't like JJ's movies because they're not Star Trek. Yeah. There's it's too space opera. You know, it's it, it's too it's too Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. And that's the reason that Star Trek fans don't like those two. Whereas Into Darkness, love that movie because it is a wait is it is it Into Darkness? No, Into no, Darkness Beyond, was the Beyond, second Beyond. one. Beyond was the third Beyond, one that James sorry. Wan did. Yeah, be, like they love Beyond. Because it is a literal, like, it is one of those episodes, like, it's a movie based on every single series has this same type of episode where crew gets captured. Every (laughs) single Star Trek series has an episode where crew gets captured, except for, like, our main captain and maybe, like, a couple other people, and they have to take back the ship from the bad guys. And that is essential every single Star Trek tv series and then they that's what they made the movie on nice. and you're like that's why star trek fans loved that movie whereas they're like oh benedict cumberbatch is con no spoiler and alert like no we're good <laughs> well yeah, that was not a spoiler because i think when you that saw he's been on even longer well that and, and I, it was in the preview i was gonna say when you out the very first preview i think everybody was like oh they're doing wrath of Khan. all right cool but I think that's that's what's funny though is because the first two looked more interesting to me than Beyond did, and it's funny that you said that that one resonated more with the bigger Star Trek fans because it looked and felt more like a Star Trek um, theme. And I, I'm like, oh, that's interesting because that was the one that looked the least interesting, which is why it's the one of the three that I never saw. Yeah, or haven't and seen I, yet. Yeah, it like of all of them, it's the most sci-fi one. Nice. Well, I like I like most sci-fi stuff. So yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 well, I mean, yeah, but you also like Star Wars, so. Well, uh, but that's not really I'm sci-fi, just, I'm man. Just kidding. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Well, no, well, Dude, you know what's, you know what's a fantastic movie that I just watched, like, for the first time? Starship Troopers? Sunsh- oh, no, I watch that every year on my birthday. Um, no, Sunshine. Sunshine? Uh, it had, uh, Chris Evans, um, dude that was Dr. Crane in... Uh, the Batman movies. Oh, uh, um, uh, Killian Murphy. Yeah, Killian Murphy. Yeah, Killian Murphy. Uh, Chris Evans. I had Rose Byrne. Whatever. Oh yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, Benedict Wan's in it. Hiroyuki Sonata, who is. Oh, we completely forgot about him. Does he still act? Uh, I think so. We could put him in something. I think he would be good. Hey, I would put Benedict Wong as one of the gung ho guns. Ooh, yeah, that would be that would be interesting. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Hiroyuki Sonata could be. He could be uh, uh, Legato. Ooh, nice, he would be good. I like that. People were trying to fan cast Johnny Depp as Legato, and I was like, no, 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 no. Let's not cast Johnny Depp in anything, please. <laughs> well, now it's come out that he was the one that was getting abused, so I'll give him I'll give him a little bit more of a pass. Was he? Was he really was though? He? Was he really though? Um, I don't know. The bodyguards came out and said that it was true. So, oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like I, I like I don't know. Like, I I wouldn't cast anybody who just looks dirty all the time. <laughs> just take a shower, like, man. Just take like, a shower, come on, man. Nobody has wet hair every single second of every day. Like, <laughs> it's like you and you and Colin Farrell, like constantly wet hair. Like, dry it. Get a towel. Yeah, right. Just stand under the sun for a couple minutes. You'll be good. Exactly. Like, did you say me and Colin Farrell, you dick? 
I didn't say you and Colin Farrell. Oh, I thought you said you and Colin I said Farrell. He and Colin Farrell. Oh, I was like me. Why are you including me next? Because I'm no, Irish. You have you messed have up. Fan- no, you have fantastic hair, Liam. Thank you. I manicured. I've modeled. I've modeled my hair after yours. You better. <laughs> Honestly, it's the only way to be successful in radio is to have great hair. I mean, that's everybody that knows and, that's how it works. Because like, you, you look like a like you look like you could just come off the pitch. Like, oh, this is true. I very much yes. have the soccer player's football. You have soccer player, the hair. footballer hair, if you will. So uh, maybe maybe not the beard. Not a lot of footballers with the beards. I mean, I know it's definitely coming up more. But I mean, yeah. Well, most not, of, not not a lot. They don't do the beard like I have. They I, they either are a defender, like a center back, or like a uh, like a fullback, and they have longer beards, or they have like the really small patchy beard that it's just like a hey, I didn't shave this week. But it's not they, like a manicure. They, they call that the Beckham. Oh, it's for sure the Beckham. Yeah, the just like we have this constant three o'clock shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Not even a five o'clock shower. It's like three. No. Because like, it, depending in the sun, you can't see it. The 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 the, the typical one I would point people to is Marco Arnautovic or Manuel Lanzini from uh, from West Ham. So if you guys, good luck spelling those names. Lanzini is going to be your easier one to spell. Uh, but if you look at those guys, you'll know exactly what kind of beard I'm talking about. You know what's bad? I've kind of grown away from Chelsea. Oh, poor you. Well, I, I mean, if you're going to support I've, a London team, it might as well be East London, East London, anyways. So, well, I'm going more. I'm I'm going Tottenham. You know. Ah, you're a disgrace. You're a disgrace. <laughs> I, as, as a Chelsea fan, I'm like, you know what? Tottenham, not bad. Well, they got a bunch of young guns that I really, really like. Well, that that's that's kind of why I like them. Yeah, but one, they're one of our rivals, and two, uh, one of your rivals. Yeah, one of West Ham's rivals is Tottenham. Um, two, their new stadium, Scheidhart Lane, looks like a giant toilet bowl. If you actually look at a bird's eye view of it, it legitimately looks like a toilet with the with the back and everything. And then uh, three, Harry Kane is a goofball. So there you go. Well. Conveniently, what they like to do whenever they're uh, doing their like Premier League this thing I'm a whopper at the beginning, uh, they like to that was that wasn't English at all. That was more like we're coming to you live from the Zeppelin races. Yeah, pretty much. Um, they they like to uh, they'll show the stadium, but that's when they'll go ahead and put all of like the different stuff like over the screen, so it's just like in the background and you can't really see it. <laughs> like and for today's match we have and there's like it was just show ever like both of the squads just covering everything up of the stadium and you're like oh okay yeah that makes sense you're like all right never mind i was wondering because like i tried to think back like I've, i haven't watched a, a lot of their games but i've watched a few i'm like i don't know what the stadium looks like <laughs> you're like not even a little bit not even a little bit. That makes sense now. Because <laughs> thinking back, I was like, oh, yeah, they do like to put the stupid stuff over everything. No. Oh, man. No, it's it, – well, man, how did we get here? <laughs> uh, who knows? Because uh, – oh, yeah, because you – derailed I, me i look like a you soccer i insulted you I, sir i look like a soccer player anyway so like, i i so if I, I insulted you i would own up to it sir this is true you know this <laughs> i would know these things so i would be interested to see what the listener base would choose could they choose their any anime any anime that they would like if they were in at the helm that they would like to choose to become live action i mean even for you man like if it's not trigon which which uh, anime would you take Initial D. Oh God! <laughs> it's just a. It's just a. Oh, it's, they did that. It's Fast and Furious. Yeah, right. There you Except go. Except without the guns. Like, could they just make like Initial D? Just like 
drifts. That's all it is. It's just the drift parts. Right. Um, I And they never get out of the car. <laughs> I would actually, thinking about it, I would like to see um, either Sword Art Online, I think would be pretty dope. Well, they're supposed to be making that. Like it was picked up for a series. See, I, I think I, I think New Line. It was either New Line or Lionsgate. It would be very. It, it would be very uh, Matrixy, and I think that that would actually work. I think I think people would be excited about visiting a, about seeing a, a live action series that felt like the Matrix in long form versus just the movies. You know, yeah. um, I I actually think that one would be kind of cool, and then um, uh, Dorarara. I think would actually be oh, another God. one, which would no, be kind of cool. That would be amazing. Bacano, I think, would be good too. Yeah. Like, okay. Would, there you go. Because then it would just be like a big train thing, and it would be awesome. See, and but the the reason I like Dorada is the Dolrand is from Irish folklore. It's the headless horseman. It's the 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 Dor- the the Dolorand was the um the the stagecoach um uh, driver for the Costa Bauer, which is basically the 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 the. It's the stagecoach of death that it comes and picks people up to ferry them to the other the other side. To so like Chiron, to some degree, because I mean, basically, you have the whale, you have the banshee that stands out that stands outside of um, a house that somebody's going to die in, and that's what summons the Coista Bauer to come and pick up that person. The Dolor and the headless horseman is the the coachman for the Costa Bauer. So I would I would love that series because it does have the tie to Irish folklore. So I mean it has a personal connection for me. And I think that's why I would want to be involved in in either as a director or producer or I would even act in it. I would love to be um in that series. So I think that one would, would you, translate. Who, who would you want to be in that series? Oh God. I I mean Isaiah. I would Isaiah. No. That would be amazing. Well no I would have to be a bit role man. Like I couldn't be anybody any of the main leads um, mostly because I'm terrible at acting, but I would just like to see myself on screen. Oh, you know who you could be? You could be the uh, the guy that owns the sushi place. Not not the big <laughs> guy. You could be like the other guy who owns the sushi place. Oh, oh thanks. I appreciate that. Hey, you wanted a bit role. I gave you a bit role. You can't be Simon. No, I guess not, right? But... Or is it Isaac? I don't remember his name. It's been a while since I watched. Right, anime that I would love to see turned into a live action: The Black Cauldron. I think. Oh, right. Okay. We could do it. I think it would be great. No, that's one of the things that I wish Disney Plus would do. Like, give give us like an actual like Black Cauldron thing, but because like they don't have anything that's fantasy. You know what I mean? Like they're they're really into the superheroes and everything right now, but I'm like that fantasy stuff is very very popular, especially right now. So I'm like, if you guys did Black Cauldron, but did like a Black Cauldron series right. and made it semi serious, I think you guys would be great. <laughs> but I don't work at Disney yet. So no, you don't. You don't. Maybe one day it can happen. Do they still have the rights to that? <laughs> I wonder if they let the rights to Black Cauldron because they've done nothing with it, you know. Like, right? They've like it doesn't. It barely has a DVD. <laughs> I 
I wonder if that's one of the ones where it'll be in the Disney Plus. Oh like, yeah. If if the if the entire library is going, on, I wonder if they'll put it in there. Well, I think they would almost have to because if you're. Well, I mean, if, I don't think they're going to put Song of the South in there. Oh I, well, I don't think they can. But yeah, I, I I could I could I could see all of the 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 main fifty eight. Uh, Disney, like like the the full length animated features, I would imagine all of those will make their way onto Disney Plus. I mean, for even Home on the Range, I mean, you almost have to. Like, you've got what was it? Um, what's the other one that was terrible? There was Home on the Range, Dumbo. And, oh, stop! Oh no, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pinocchio. Oh, poor Gavin. Um, <laughs> he doesn't listen. Open to this show. is it Open Season or the 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 Wild? Was that the other one that was kind of terrible? I mean, there. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, no. There's there was a couple there in like the early two thousands that were that were fairly insufferable. So there was that great mouse one that was kind of bad. Oh, I'm gonna punch you in the I'm neck. Gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna punch you right in your neck. I can't come to California. Yeah, no, you're banished. Liam's gonna be waiting at the border. He's like, I'm gonna punch him. Um, so I've I've decided uh, who I'm gonna be in Dorada, the live action. Okay. I'm gonna be Tom. Who's Tom? The debt collection guy. Oh, no, oh no, that's a that's too good of a role. No, man, it's so fun. Like that would be dude, he he's a debt collector that has to use uh Shizuo's uh, like like intimidation factor to try to collect the debts. Only if I can be like that big anime like that big otaku anime fan that's like in the van. Yeah. With uh, uh what is it? Is it Chiratan? Is that what what's his name? No, I can't remember his name. No, you're more of a Takashi. Oh, yes. <laughs> Please. I'll do that. Oh god, of course you would. Um no, no, I I I'm I'd be interested back to Disney Plus. I'll actually be very interested and very excited to see what makes it on uh for year 1 and then what stuff stays on as they start to introduce more content. Cuz you know how like with Netflix they only keep certain things on for so long because they only they're only paying for the rights for a finite amount of time. I'll be interested to see how much of it actually does stay since Disney already owns all the rights to this stuff versus them trying to create like the Disney vault effect where it's like, Oh, it's only on for these months and now we're going to pull it off so that when we put it back on, you guys are all excited and you go and watch it again. Yeah. That that's one of the things like I thought was going to be weird. I mean, and they're going to have to do it soon. Like I say the first like three months, they'll have everything on there. And then I say you start pulling stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, because I mean, if you have everything on there every single like day one forever, you're going to lose people because they're just going to watch it and then be like, all right, we're done. I don't like, but, like, th- but think me, about the like, thousands like, of, of co- thousands of episodes and movies and content that they'll have available. It would take you years to get through all of the content. Maybe. <laughs> well, maybe not I, you, I, but I, the I, average person that actually yeah, cause, I mean, like, I'm, leaves the know, house. Like, <laughs> I, I just get to skip all of the the Marvel stuff, and it'll be fantastic. Right. There you go. I'll get to watch my Kim Possible. There you my go. My Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what else What else was this? You're like, that's uh, that it. Was... That's all I would watch. Uh, Gravity Falls. I've already owned that. Uh yeah, but you're that type of you're like me, man. Where there's certain things that if they pop on TV, even if you have it on DVD or Blu-ray, yeah. you watch it just because it's on. Even though there's yeah. commercials, you still sit there and watch it. This is this is very true. And Amazon's whole thing is so janky because there's what there's two seasons of Gravity Falls, right? But there's 
five volumes of Gravity Falls on Amazon. See, but the 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 thing that Amazon Prime is starting to that they're going to do that's actually getting me interested in signing up for their service at least for the short term um is they're doing uh uh Good Omens. Yes, so, bro. Yeah. So that book How about this? You you can come up with me. <laughs> just, just take the day off. Come down or come up cuz it would it be down or up for you? You're I would be going down to to yeah. LA. Come 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 down to LA and then we'll watch things. It'll be great. Nice. We'll, we'll watch good omens. No, I am super super excited for that. I was excited for it years ago when they initially had Robin Williams and Johnny Depp pegged to be the 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 angel and the demon. So Oh, well I'm glad they went with David Tennant. No, I mean D- David Tennant's phenomenal and I cannot pronounce the other guy's last name, but he's nope, so freaking good. Oh man, yeah, that'll be yeah, that'll definitely be fun. Um, and then they've got that other one coming out. The the, uh, the oh other comic book one. yeah, which, which um, name I can't remember. Oh, what was I just good saw? Guys or something? Or I just saw a trailer for that. Yeah, it's good guys, and it's all superheroes that are dicks, basically. Like they're all they all just. Don't um like the they're they're, they're yeah I'm right pretty much no they're <laughs> they're all um so stuck on how powerful they are that they feel like they're above the average person. Yep. Oh, it's Michael Sheen. I was thinking it was somebody else. Yeah, Michael Sheen and then David Tennant. Oh wait, I, really? It's Michael Sheen. Yeah, it's Michael Sheen. But I'm thinking oh. of the character name Aziraphale. Huh. Yeah, I thought it was somebody else. No, no. So, so David Tennant plays Crowley, which I won't lie. Yeah. When I first read the book, I wanted to play that role because, like my my grandfather's last name is Crowley. So I was like, well, you can in audiobook form, right? Well, but it was supposed to be from Crowley, which was the snake that tempted Eve. So I always thought that was really interesting because Crowley for our family comes from Ocrolic, which was the Gaelic form of the last name that was Americanized when we came to the states. Um, oh, I thought I thought they got it from Alistair. Yeah, that would have been great, right? Um, but yeah, no, the the uh, uh, Azarafali, I want to say, is the way the name is pronounced. It's in the book. I'll have to go find my copy of Good Omens, but it's in there where it actually says the phonetic spelling. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. Awesome. Well, uh, I think we've talked enough. Oh my god, it's been almost two hours. We need to get off the phone yeah, and let we, these people we need to get go. Off this. Everyone's already stopped listening. So um, since they're already stopped listening, hey, uh, Liam, can you uh, tell everybody where they can find you and your work? Fantastic. Of course I can. So uh, if you guys enjoyed this episode and you'd like to hear me ramble on and on, but you'd like me to do it with my wife, uh, listen to our podcast. It is Hilt Radio. My wife. Let me introduce my wife. But it's uh, Hilt Radio. Here you leave today radio. So H-Y-L-T radio. You can go to HiltRadio.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hilt Radio. And we'll go ahead and put all of those links in the show notes um, so you can actually go and follow uh, follow Hilt Radio and listen to their episodes. They do that Disney Star, Vol- Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Disney Star Wars. My goodness. Star Wars. and I'm just not used to saying Star Wars. Right. Uh, Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel. Uh, wonderful, wonderful sister podcast. Yeah. Or brother podcast. How, or well, sister gen- podcast. Gender neutral podcast. There you go. Um you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast, on Twitter at Animate Podcast, Facebook and Tumblr Animation Station Podcast. All of our episodes are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, and on our website, AnimationStationPodcast.com. 
come Friday, our second episode in Toonami, you get that wonderful episode with Dorothy Fawn, Meryl Strife herself. How cool. Yeah, oh my gosh. I, I, I say this a lot. Uh, when I say like one of the nicest ladies I've ever talked to, <laughs> I don't think there's been a guest that we've had on who's not been one of the nicest people that we've ever talked to. Oh, how nice. How cool. And then Liam comes on. My God. And I'm so obnoxious. I don't know why you continue to ask me to do the show. It's like you're trying to drive your listeners away. I try, you know, we're trying to, you know, sometimes you got to scrape the bottom of the barrel. This is true. Or, you know, you just, you're throwing me a bone. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, because I, I like you, bro. That's how you roll. You're just such and a kind-hearted I'm, gentleman. Exactly, and I'm trying to become Godfather, so anything that I can do, I just got to try and... <laughs> if we were religious, that would we would go that route, my friend, but we are not religious. Oh, Satan by the Father? Yeah, right? By the time this comes out, um, we'll have already revealed the gender, but we actually found out today, but we're doing the announcement tomorrow, but we're in the past versus when people are listening to this, so... Uh? Oh, well, I think I already know. What do you, what's, your, what's your guess? I will tell you off air. Okay, you tell me off air. And, and then, yeah, then you can tell me. That sounds good. Uh, if you want to, or, you know. Or I'll, I mean, yeah. Or I'll I'll mean, make you, I, I won't go on all the social media and spoil it. I, you actually would. You spoiled, like, three movies just in this episode alone, so. What? I didn't say anything that Captain America becomes an old man at the end of the movie. You didn't say anything. No. Can we be honest? Well, let's be honest. He's been an old man in all of the movies. He has been an old man. But he marries Agent Carter because he goes back to 1940s and just stays there. Wow, you're the worst. You're the absolute it's been worst. for two weeks. Oh, man. It's fine. <laughs> and Black Widow dies. I am, so I am not affiliated with him. <laughs> yeah. Arya killed the Night King, everybody. Arya killed the Night King. Oh, I saw somebody made a like a like a little gif or something of that, and I was like, "How are you, man? You, that's a dick move." Then they did it like the morning after the episode aired. Yeah, bro. It was. Uh, it's rough it's, out there, man. It's rough. Social media kills entertainment. Mm-hmm. Just like Iron Man. Truth. All right, so for the th- Liam, thanks for coming. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. It's what I'm here for. I'm thanks for have having to cut me. Cut all those because they're gonna kill us. Yeah, pretty much. But hey, I, I appreciate you having me on, brother. It was al- always a good time chatting with you. Oh, definitely. Uh, so uh, for the Animation Station podcast, I'm Josh. I'm Liam. Bye, bye, little butterfly. Try to make the world a better place. <laughs>